Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Members Podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday the 23rd of March and here we are just coming up to 11 o'clock. Just a general advice disclaimer, this is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right, well, as expected, given the spy was down around 52 points, here we are at 11 o'clock down, 54 points or 0.77%, 69.62 at the moment. We did have a high of 7,000, just nigh on, and a low of 69.52 certainly this morning. So we are off the lows, but I have to say it's pretty convictionless at the moment. Eyes are on the US futures market currently to see what they are doing. And not an awful lot, I have to say. So uh, some of the headlines coming out of the local market this morning. Not a lot, to be quite honest. National Storage REIT has completed their $300 million placement. That was done at the top end of the range at $2.41. We've also had some corporate news out this morning. Sigma has reported a revenue increase of 6.2% to $3.7 billion in the full year financial results at net profit 1.8 million up from last period's reported loss of 7.2 million I have to say on revenue of 3.7 billion to only make 1.8 million dollars in profit doesn't seem a particularly great business model they've got going there they're down 1.6% this morning and we have had some news out from Brickworks this morning and some commentary there as well from Brickworks on the housing market saying that a slowdown in housing construction and renovations will hit before the end of calendar 23 but the backlog of work stemming from the tradie shortages is providing a short-term buffer meanwhile they lifted their dividend five percent to 23 cents per share the move extends Brickworks record of 47 straight years of dividend increases, a pretty significant achievement there. All right, well, that's about it in terms of headlines today. Not an awful lot. We did see also Weebit Nano, which plunged 20% yesterday, one that we have followed in the past. Uh, it did plunge 20% yesterday. Talk about a leaky ship because it does appear that loose lips have sunk Weebit Nano. Uh, they were down 20%, as I say, yesterday, and today have announced that they are doing a capital raising at five bucks, which is about 10% below the closing price last night. And this stock really has fallen a long, long way. This is underwritten placement. But you would imagine that the guys at Canaccord Genuity and uh, the other underwriter there to raise that 45 million bucks would be um, a little bit embarrassed, to say the least. And you would think that the ASX and ASIC should have a little look at the price action before that capital raise was announced. Of course, Weebit Nano has been one of the big, big performers in our market recently on their re-RAM technology. So it was always inevitable at some stage they would come crashing down to earth, but that did seem a little bit uh, front-running. And one of the modus operandi, of course, is when traders get wind of a potential capital raising, uh, they will front-run that by selling down the stock aggressively on the basis that they know that the brokers will phone them up and offer them the stock at five bucks in the placement, thus taking out their short position. So it is a pretty well-trodden 
path and a pretty well-trodden strategy. But of course, it does rely to some extent on the inside information you get or the sniff that they are doing that capital raise. And of course, uh, that is illegal, folks. All right, well, obviously, the big news last night was the FOMC meeting. 25 basis points was the rise, which is where the market was going for. The Fed trying to thread that needle, trying to find the soft landing that we talk about, and they certainly have talked about. Uh, Federal Reserve Chief Jerome Powell last night certainly was talking about that. Also, he did say, and this is partly the reason why the market tanked, and especially very much in the last hour, his words uh, to one of the questions he was asked uh, the trillion dollar question, have markets got it badly wrong? The answer was a resounding yes. He said participants don't see rate cuts this year. Powell went on to say they just don't. So all that speculation that things would get so bad, the banking crisis in the US would get so bad that the market would crater and as a result the Fed would have to cut rates. The famous Fed put, the Bernanke put or the uh, Greenspan put, uh, that is looks as if it's been taken off the table slightly. The other thing that did upset the apple cart last night was Janet Yellen talking about the FDIC insurance policy scheme for deposits. Uh, There were some hoping that the $250,000 insurance scheme on deposits uh, under $250,000 would be either extended to everybody or actually just a blanket insurance scheme for as much money as you could deposit. That certainly does not seem the case. Bear in mind that even with the Swiss bank debacle and that shotgun wedding, the ones that suffered were unusually, and this is because it's in Switzerland and they didn't read the fine print for those AT1 bonds, were actually the bondholders, not the equity holders. The equity holders did take a haircut. The bondholders took uh, a massive shave uh, all their money gone in that AT1 bond position. But also, importantly, I guess, is that the FDIC and other authorities, their focus is on saving those people that have money in deposits, not shareholders, not bondholders. And that, I think, is an important thing to consider. That certainly was something that uh, Janet Yellen was talking about on a, uh, a committee Uh, in front of the Senate, and certainly that was the reason for some disappointment and the reason for the 530-odd point fall having been better at one stage. In the strategy piece today, haven't really uh, done anything substantial in terms of the ETFs that we hold in the strategy piece. They are all performing relatively well, uh, albeit today, of course, the market is down uh, what it was up yesterday. So uh, a little bit of um, marching up to the top of the hill and marching down again, range trading. And to put some perspective around things, the US S&P 500, even after the falls yesterday, was only back to where it was a couple of days ago. So up till now, the US equity markets had been sailing to some extent uh, through this banking crisis. In actual fact, the US markets were up And part of the reason for that was that bond yields have been falling. They fell again last night. And that does increase the valuations of the tech sector. And when you consider that Apple and Microsoft make up 13% of the S&P 500, that's 500 stocks. Two stocks make up 13%. And we talk about concentration risk in our market. But we have seen US 10 years fall to 3.45%. Uh, Don't forget, they were knocking on the door of 4% not long ago. So that has really helped the tech sector in terms of valuations. Also, of course, there's been lots of talk 
about the AI chatbot revolution and what that means for the world. I think it's going to be quite far-reaching. We just haven't got our heads around that just yet. But certainly uh, no changes to the strategy portfolio at the moment. It has been going along pretty well. Uh, the question is whether this is just a short-term disturbance in the force or whether this is once again uh, equity traders and punters. And I do suspect there were an awful lot of people that got long in anticipation of a Federal Reserve being a lot more dovish than they were last night, really going to maximum dove. And as a result, they got a little bit caught when Yellen came out and said what she said and when Powell uh, said what he said. So uh, there may have been some throwing the baby uh, baby's rattle out of the stroller uh, to some extent. So we'll wait and see how things pan out as uh, the US unfolds in the next day or so. But at the moment, US futures pretty much unchanged on the day. So we'll just keep an eye on things. But certainly there were some uh, highlights and some lowlights, I guess, uh, one of the things that I found interesting were uh, Powell talking about the apparent lapses in the SVB debacle. He said, the question we're all asking ourselves over the first weekend was, how did this happen? Now, that's fine if it was me asking that question, but this is the chair of the Federal Reserve. How did this happen? So clearly, there's going to be a tightening of financial regulations in the US, tightening of credit conditions because of the problems that they saw with SVB and First Republic, which is still all over the place. So clearly that is a quasi-tightening, a QT, on top of the other QT that uh, we have had from the Federal Reserve. Uh, there has been uh, some other signs one broker pointed to of uh, problems. Morgan Stanley's head of global research, Kathy Hubei, has noted five factors that are consistent with an economic slowdown. She says S&P 500 forward earnings declining relative to three months ago, factor number one. An inverted yield curve, factor number two. We have seen that for a long time. Below average unemployment. Well, we've certainly had that almost entrenched in the US at the moment. US manufacturing PMIs below a reading of 50. Remember, 50 is expanding and below is contracting. And more than 40% of US banks tightening their lending standards. These are all occurring at the same time, she says. Something that happened before the big crashes in 2007 and 2000. So that's a cheery thought to conjure with. So all eyes were on the FOMC and, uh, of course, trying to parse what the Fed meant. But it does seem as if we've got one more rate rise this year. Maybe the pause, but it does seem unlikely that we will get any kind of cut. And the Fed remains very much in the fight of its life with inflation and uh, is taking a passing interest, obviously, in the banking issues. But inflation does remain their focal point and their point of attack through interest rate rises. Now, one of the big winners last night was the gold price, which is pushing back up again, uh, maybe towards $2,000 US. I think its all-time high was around 2000 and $67 in nominal terms. So it's about 100 bucks away from that in US dollars. Unfortunately, that hasn't really translated in our market today to much in the way of massive enthusiasm for the gold sector. Uh, Newcrest is only up 1.5%. Northern Star, one of the best, up 2.3%. And Evolution, up 29 But the rest of the market is very sloppy, especially in lithium, which is getting pummeled yet again 
We have got Pilbara down 5.8% currently and Linus down 4.1% with Liontown down 6%. So uh, there's certainly the resource sector very much out of favour again today. Banks holding up relatively well, although they are just turning down a little bit. CBA down 06 and ANZ, the worst of the bunch, down 0.9. And Macquarie Group, which of course is, I guess, a proxy for global equity markets, global debt markets, and various other leverage they have to uh, to rates in the economy, down 1.7%. We have talked in the last couple of days quite a lot about Macquarie, uh, maybe too much, but I am reading the book at the moment, so it's interesting to put things in perspective, and I would urge you, if you've got a vague interest in how Macquarie did it, and are doing it, uh, then it's a really good read, pretty simple to understand as well, even for me to understand. So that's interesting. The other interesting one today, Mincor, which surprisingly continues to push higher. The $1.40 bid, well and truly on the table there from Twiggy Forest company Wailu. But here we are at $1.62. That is a big, big premium to that bid price. So clearly the market is thinking that IGO is going to do something. They own 7% or that the Mincor board is going to be able to fend off Twiggy, although he has got 20%, but if they could fend him off and try and extract a higher price. But 162 does seem a little bit ritzy at the moment. Other highlights today, if they're highlights, uh, Polynovo, we did see uh, some selling there from uh, the uh, chairman, I think it was. Uh, he sold uh, 4.75 million shares, the proceeds of which will part settle a US property purchase. Pass, part settle. Must be some house he's bought in the US. So anyway, uh, he's obviously doing well, bought a house. Uh, unfortunately, the share prices have, uh, have have taken a bath in that same house, down 13.5%. But we are seeing those lithium stocks well and truly under some serious pressure. The likes of Core Lithium down nearly 7% today. Uh, not too many winners, as you would imagine. Mincor, as we talked about, just one of those, and really confined to the gold stocks. So it's going to be an interesting night, I think, to see how the U.S. markets settle after the big dip in the last hour and whether there is oil poured on the troubled waters. So uh, all eyes will be on that. And, of course, tomorrow is being Friday. Uh, there is a tendency sometimes for our markets to... Uh, to close up any shorts that have been initiated short term. And we do sometimes see a little bit of a bounce counter trend uh, on the back of that. So that is a possibility. But of course, there's always a possibility that we could get very nervous again before the weekend. So no time to be a hero. We've been talking about that a lot in the newsletter. No time to be a hero. And certainly last night, we had our members night at the Oaks in Neutral Bay. And thank you very much for all those people who attended. And uh, unfortunately, I do have a little bit of a sore head today, so, um, but we all had a pretty good time, I think. And it was a very useful, and it's always really nice to see people come together and discuss investment themes, trading strategies, how they're doing, where they're going wrong, where they're going right. Uh, and, the, and the basic message is that you are not alone. We are here for you and here to try and help you. And there's also a huge community of other members out there, and hopefully some of you would have made... Uh, contact with other members, like-minded thinking members last night, and we'll keep in touch because it can be a lonely and nerve-wracking experience sometimes staring at a screen when things aren't going too well. So uh, hopefully that's helped a little bit and we will be doing more. But in the meantime, as always, thanks very much for listening. May the trading gods be with you. Be careful out there. 
be alert but not alarmed. It is a tricky market at the moment and certainly uh, there's no country to be a hero in just at the time being. Uh, far better maybe to wait and see how the dust settles and have an elevated cash position to ensure that you are around and are surviving when it is time to buy as there will always always be a time to buy. Thanks very much and have a great day. God's be with you.